Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading for today comes from the Common English Bible. Our reading for today comes from Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Jesus told them, when you pray, say, Father, uphold the holiness of your name. Bring in your kingdom. Give us the bread we need for today. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who has wronged us. And don't lead us into temptation. He also said to them, Imagine that one of you has a friend, and you go to that friend in the middle of the night. Imagine saying, Friend, loan me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. Imagine further that he answers from within the house, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up to give you anything. I assure you, even if he wouldn't get up and help because of his friendship, he will get up and give his friend whatever he needs because of his friend's brashness. And I tell you, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Everyone who asks, receives. Whoever seeks, finds. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Everyone Who asks, receives. Whoever seeks, finds. To everyone who knocks, the door is opened. Which father among you would give a snake to your child if the child asked for a fish? If a child asked for an egg, what father would give the child a scorpion? If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We come to a short parable for this week's message. But just because it's not very long doesn't mean that it's not as important or that it doesn't carry as big a weight. This week, it's all about asking. When we look at the parable itself, we have Jesus telling the disciples to imagine that you have a friend. Got it? Now, you go to that friend in the middle of the night. Let's imagine that you call out to your friend. Hey, buddy, loan me three loaves of bread. I've got somebody coming over. I don't have anything to give them. Help me out. I just need three loaves of bread. Now, suppose the friend turns you away. Scram. I don't want to help. I've got enough going on. Everything's locked up. Kids are in bed. I just want peace and quiet. But even then, Even then, the friend will respond. They may say they are not coming, but because of the brashness of asking, the friend will respond. Now, we could just take this narrowly and only look at the parable and say, oh, that means I need to be willing to ask my friends for things. Which is correct. Kind of. But it also dives deeper. Because if we look at the context it's in, the disciples wanted to know how to pray. So Jesus teaches them. 
And it's a prayer that I hope we recognize. The version we have today is worded a little different than the way we often say it here, but it is the same Lord's Prayer. Father, uphold the holiness of your name. Bring in your kingdom. Give us the bread we need for today. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who has wronged us. And don't lead us into temptation. Now, one thing we may notice is that this prayer is basically the prayer of how we reach out. The expectations that we put on ourselves and the way that we open ourselves up to God. And then after the parable, Jesus goes on to talk about prayer some more. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Everyone who asks receives. Whoever seeks finds. To everyone who knocks, the door is opened. You might ask, is this true? I would say yes. The thing is, we have to be careful of what it is that we think we can ask for. We may think we can ask for all sorts of things. Ask and you shall receive. Well, have I got a wish list for you. You can go on Amazon and find it. Not quite. The initial prayer that we get is the framework that we have for what's going to fit in, for what we can ask for. If we do truly want God to uphold the holiness of his name, it means that our prayers must be in line with God. If we want to bring in God's kingdom, our prayers need to be in line with the kingdom. And then we get that all-important line. Don't lead us into temptation. Which to me is not so much asking that God not tempt us into doing things, but that we don't be allowed to fall into temptation. Our prayers, the things we ask for, have to be in line with God's plans. And I don't know if God needs to give me a bigger TV. Maybe. But Jesus goes on. Jesus goes on to explain the whole idea of good things coming from asking. And he makes a rather poignant example that as a father I can relate to. Who's going to give a snake to their child if that child asks for a fish? Seriously. If your kid wants an egg, are you going to give them a scorpion? If evil people can give good gifts, don't you expect God can do even better? I don't think I've ever thought about giving my kids a scorpion. It got me to thinking. How often will we ask half-heartedly for minor things from God and then hesitate to ask for something incredibly important? How often do we hesitate to ask for fear that we will be turned down? 
Inversely, are we actually afraid of asking God for a fish because we think we are going to end up with a snake? Are we too scared to ask God for an egg because we fear we'll get a scorpion instead? Is that the God we believe in? Is that the Christ that we trust? I realized it says something about the fear in our own hearts and not God's response. Because it's our own fears that lead us to think that God's not going to listen or that God is going to respond harshly. And if we don't think God's going to listen, how much more fear is there that those around us won't listen? And we become afraid to ask. Now, this is true for all sorts of things. But it's especially true when we need help. And when we go back to that parable, we can break it down to something rather simple. No longer about bread in the middle of the night, but simply about turning to a friend because we need help. Because we run the risk of reading this parable and thinking, of course I'd ask for bread. That's not asking for much. But the point isn't the bread. The point is when we need help, we have to be willing to ask. We have to try asking. And not just from God. Though that is, that is the biggest part of what we do. It means that we ask God. And then we enable God to have others help us by asking for help from those around us. Because in the end, it's all about trust. Do you trust Christ to help you? Do you trust God to give you what you need? Do you trust the Holy Spirit to be there to help you get what you need? You'll notice the word need. And I use that very, very purposefully here because sometimes we confuse our wants and our needs. <coughs> and the problem is, if we confuse our wants and needs too often, we'll ask for all the things we want and never ask for the things that we need. Sometimes we will not know what it is we need. Which brings us back, full circle, back to the way we pray. And that prayer starts with handing things over to God. Let God be glorified. Let God's will be done. Let God's way become our way. That we ask God to give us what we need. Not thinking that we will provide for ourselves. Because it's when we think we're doing it for ourselves that we start to ignore where God is in our life all the time. When we ask for the bread we need for today, we aren't simply asking to be fed. 
We're asking for that small miracle in our lives, for God's presence to be there. Because that's what it is, that miracle of God's presence in our lives. Whether it's feeding us bodily or feeding us spiritually. And then we have how to respond to that presence. We ask to be forgiven as we extend forgiveness to others. Again, we ask, and again, it comes at the response. And don't let us be tempted. That temptation is strong. We are often tempted to think that we need things that we don't. Simply because we want status, wealth, and recognition. We want so much that we lose track of our needs. And what is it that we need? We need love. And we need help. I don't say this lightly at all. It could easily be a throwaway statement. But asking for help is one of the hardest things we can ever do, and it's one of the most important things we can ever do. Because it's in turning to God for help that we hand ourselves over, that we put ourselves in Christ's hands, that Christ can guide us and lead us. That we place ourselves in Christ so that Christ can live within us, so that we can get the help that we need. But the second part of that is that we put ourselves into the hands of others so that Christ can work through them as well so that we can get the things that we need, so that we can help others get the things that they need. That we may help others as they help us by God's grace. But again, it requires trust. We start that trust by trusting that God will help us, by trusting that God is there, by trusting that Christ will not leave us, out on our own. Because we know that he won't. Because he's shown his love for us. Christ did not go to the cross to abandon us, to escape us. Christ went to the cross to help us. So that we could ask. So that we could know that we have a friend that we can trust with our very lives. And believe me, I know how hard it is to ask for help. We like to think that we are in full control of our lives. And it's too easy to fall into that temptation. Thinking that we're doing just fine when we aren't. This takes all sorts of forms. As we get older, our bodies don't work the same. And yet we hesitate to ask for help thinking that we're a burden because our bodies don't work the way they used to and we think they should. So we're going to keep pushing until we get whatever it is we're trying to get done, done by our own hands, no matter how much it hurts, no matter how stubborn we have to be, no matter how improbable it may be. But what if we try asking and we discover there are people who are willing to help? Not judging us for what time has done, but loving us, knowing that time happens to us all. 
And we trust in love to get us the help that we need. It applies to the mental stresses that we have in our lives. And oh boy, over this last year, there have been plenty. And it has felt harder and harder to reach out and ask for help because we start to feel so distant. But again, that first step is trusting that Christ is there for us. And if Christ is there, then Christ dwells within us and Christ dwells in all of us. And we can reach out and we can try asking. Not ashamed of how we may be feeling. Not ashamed of the thoughts that we've had, but knowing that there are those out there who are there to help us, that God has put into our lives to help us to overcome. Not to give in to the dark places of our minds, but to let the light shine through, even through the cracks. Because that's how the light gets in. Instead of giving in to the temptation of isolation, we let God lead us into trusting others to be a family, to be the church, to be God's children, to be one people, washed clean by one blood, sharing in one body, not to judge each other, but to lift each other up. For me, this parable says to never think of asking as a weakness. Never think of seeking help as frailty. But asking for help takes strength. And it takes faith. And it takes trust. And it takes love. But Christ gives us all of those things abundantly so that we can live life to its fullest. That when we learn how to pray, how to ask God to help us, it teaches us how to reach out to each other as well. Because if we trust that Christ is there for us, then we trust that Christ can put people into our lives. And we trust that God is always there. And the only way that we will find out if the help that we need is there is to try asking. Amen.